Okay, good morning everyone. For our first uh, Friday morning edition of uh, of our Daf Yomi. We're on Daf Vav Amubit right now in Berachot. Two lines to the bottom. V'amar Rabbi Chalbo. V'amar Rabbi Chalbo, Amar Rabbi Huna. Chalbo says the name of Huna. Kol sheyodeh bechaviro shuragili ten lo shalom. Anyone who knows that your friend usually says hello to you, yaktim lo shalom. Beat him to it and say shalom to him first. Shneimar, as it says in the pasuk. Uh, hold on. Yes, as in the pasuk, bikesh shalom virotvehu. I will seek peace. Not only will I seek peace, virotvehu. I will chase peace. So by chasing peace, you're beating the guy to saying hello. Hello is peace. And if they give it to you and you don't return it, the guy says hello to you and you don't say hello in return, you're similar to a gazlan. And you destroyed the vineyard you stole from the Ani in their homes. How do we know that Hashem himself prays? Now, of course, we're gonna after we see this this uh, Gemara, we'll discuss exactly well not exactly but what it might mean. But the idea of Hashem praying is a very, very hard thing. We had Hashem wearing tefillin before. Now we're going to discuss Hashem praying. And I will bring you to my holy mountain. And I will gladden you in the home of my prayers. Now the right word to say is I will gladden you in the house of your tefillah. Because you are praying to me. Instead of saying that, it says, and I will gladden you, in the house of my prayers. From here we see, when Hashem prays, what does he say? These are all prayers that Hashem is praying that He should should have His mercy overcome His anger, and that Hashem's um, Hashem's mercy should should be overcoming, and that His children He should act with His children with mercy and. do beyond the letter of the law for his for his bnei Yisrael. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta, Amar b'Yishmael ben Elisha. This is a famous Kimara that discusses uh, the the musings of a kohen gadol, one of the Tanaim. One of the, in the earlier generations of Tanaim, there were some of them were, were there alive while still Beit Hamikdash was still alive. One of them was b'Yishmael ben Elisha, and he's describing what happened when he went on Yom Kippur. To, to do the ketoret in the Kodesh Kodeshim. One time I entered 
to offer ketoret inside the Kodesh Kodeshim. V'ra'iti akatriel ka Hashem tzvakot. And I saw akatriel, which is another name for HaKadosh Baruch himself. Right? Shehu Yoshev al kiseram v'nisah. That he was sitting on a on a throne that was high and riding. That, that was this, this throne. What do you mean he saw Hashem sitting? He saw Hashem sitting on a throne in the Kodesh Kodeshim. Akatriya, one of the names of Akadosh Baruch Hu. Okay? Rabbi Shmael Belisha saw them, right? And. And Hashem told him, Yishmael, my son, bless me. I told him, May it be your will that your uh, mercy should, should conquer your anger and that your mercy should overcome your other Midot. V'titaheg manecha v'idat alachamim that you should act with mercy. V'tekanestem lefinim v'shorotadim and you should and you should go lefinim v'shorotadim. According to what we said before, that's what Hashem always prays. So the bracha he got now from his son or from his uh, his creation was similar. V'net right. And he, Hashem nodded to me with his head. Okay? Now, the Gemara says, My Kamash Malan. In our Gemara, it says, Vikamash Malan. But on the side, it says, My Kamash Malan. My Kamash Malan. What is it coming to teach you? I mean, what do you want to learn from this Gemara? It could be two different ways to understand this question. It could be, My Kamash Malan means, uh, we, we learned this already. Yani, we know Hashem praised that, so of course. Or, uh, or, or it could be, what are we supposed to learn from this whole thing? Uh, that, that Hashem prays or Hashem doesn't pray. How does that affect us? The fact that Hashem prays or doesn't pray. So he wants to learn. Do ne- never look down on the beracha of a common person. Meaning, a person who walks down the street and he hears a, a, a person who's lower than him in Torah learning. And he comes to give you a beracha. You might say, beracha from a guy like this, who needs it? And in order to combat this, you see, listen, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself asked for a beracha. So if, the difference between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is certainly greater than you and anyone else. So whoever gives you a beracha, no matter who it is, it's got to be better than Hashem getting a beracha from Yishmael Ben Elisha. Okay. We are now on the first middle line or the second middle line on Davzayin Amudalf. Amar Biyohanan, Mishum Biyosi, Minayin She'en Meratzin Lo La'adam B'Shat Ka'aso. How do we know that we do not try to placate a person, we do not try to calm down a person? B'Shat Ka'aso, in the time of his anger. Meaning, when the guy's really angry, it's not a good time to calm him down. Calm him down. Yeah, they say appease, yeah, you shouldn't, as it says, my face will go, and then I will allow it to you. 
when, when this is after the eagle, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, Hamten li, wait, ad avru parim shazam, until my angry face goes, v'aniach lecha, and then I will allow it, I won't kill the Jews. Once we're on the subject of the way Hashem acts, we're asking this next question. Does Hashem actually have anger? Says the Gemara, yes, he does. The Tanya, because we learned in the Brighta, the Pasuk says, and Hashem who gets angry every day. How long is Hashem's anger? Only an instant. And how much could you, how do you measure, how do you measure an ancient? One in fifty in uh, fifty-eight thousand of timing himself perfectly to be able to ask to get to ask Hashem to punish someone during that exact instant, because it seems like during that instant when Hashem is angry, that is a very opportune time to ask to destroy someone. And but since it's such a small amount of time, it's impossible, even with digital clocks, to be able to hit it exactly. It says about Bilam and describing him that he knows Hashem's knowledge. And the Gemara is explaining now that when it says that Bilam understands Hashem's knowledge, it cannot be that it means that it cannot be that it means that he knows Hashem's knowledge really. Why? If Bilam couldn't figure out what his donkey was doing when his donkey pulled to the side of the road three times and he had no idea what he was doing, you think he understands what, he understands what Hashem is doing? Impossible. So then how are we can explain the Pasuk? Not that he understands Hashem's thoughts. Of course he doesn't. Knowing, knowing Hashem doesn't mean he understands it. It means that he knows what it is. But they understand that, of course not. That's what the Navi said to the Jews in Navi Micha. Ami, my nation, remember what Balak, the king of Moab, planned against you. My What is it now? In the end of that pasuk, it says. In order to remember what Balak did to you, in order to remember the tzedakah of Hashem. What does it mean? Remember what Balak did us to remember the tzedakah of Hashem. Amar Rebbe Lazar, Amar Rebbe Lazar, Yisrael, Hashem told the Jews, Deo, you should know, Kama tzedakot asiti imachem, Shelo ka'asti b'meh b'lam arasha, That you did not, I did not get angry in the, day, in the days of b'lam arasha. What did Hashem do? Though during those days, normally Hashem gets angry. During those particular days, Hashem did not get angry ever. And therefore, Bilam, who was always able 
to curse anyone he wanted through the fact that he knew when Hashem got angry. He was, his plans were foiled because Hashem did such good to us, Hashem did to us, that he made you never to get angry. And Balaam was waiting, waiting, waiting. He waited in vain. This is what Balaam told Balak. My kob lo kabael, how could I get angry? Lo za'am Hashem. And that's the Nikuda. Hashem didn't get angry. What he normally does, Hashem specifically didn't in those days. Milamed, we learn, all those days when Bilam was waiting for it, he did not get it. How much is a rega? The second opinion of what a rega is. Rega means, according to what we always say, an instant. Not necessarily... Not necessarily what we were saying before, which was one five thousand. Now, uh, others say "kimemre" means as long as it says to say it. If you look at Tosafot, Tosafot says. Meaning, what exactly, how long a curse can Bil'am say during that time that Hashem is cursing? That's Tosfot's question. I mean, it takes time to say the curse. So how, how could Bil'am say a curse in such a short period of time? If Hashem is only Zo'im for a rega, how can Bil'am do it? So Tosfot answers that he could say the word Kalim. Kalim is a very short word to say three letters, and if he says, Kalim, at that time, destroy them, then they'll get destroyed. Okay. Kalim to who? Kalim the Jews. He, no, he'll say the word Kalim at that time. Or, or he could fin- he could have a long curse and finish it exactly at that time. That's what we said. He knows exactly when Hashem is angry, and that's when he curses people. How do we know that for a rega he is angry? Good. Wait until Hashem's anger passes. When exactly is Hashem angry? Amar says, in those early hours, right? In those early hours, Kihavra Karbala Tanagola, when the the head of a rooster gets white, Vihi Akid Kara, and it stands on one foot. So if you see a rooster standing on one foot while it's while it's uh its red thing gets white. That's the time. It says, There are many other times that the rooster stands like this. All other times, there's red streaks in it besides for the white. During that time, there's no other red streaks in it. Okay. Now here's a story of some a rabbi trying to do this. Sometime in the morning, when the, when the rooster stands like that, that's the time when Hashem is angry. There was a 
Amin. Amin probably means one of the early Christians. Okay? In the olden times, especially in the time of the early Amoraim, the Christians, the Byzantines, were in charge of Eretzel. And they used to make a lot of trouble for the Bnei Yisrael. They were jealous of the Jews and made a lot of trouble for them. So they were making trouble for Yeshua ben Levi. He used to make Yeshua angry a lot by quoting Pesukim uh, to prove all the different things that he held. One day he took a rooster. He tied it between the feet of a bed. And he started looking at it. Savadi figured, Kimata shata, when that time comes, Alatye, I'll curse him and I'll take care of him. Kimata shata, when that time came, Naim, he fell asleep. Ahmad, so he figured out, or be sure figured out, lav It's not proper to curse someone like this. How do we know? Because it says in the Pasuk, Virahamav al Koma Asav. Hashem has mercy on all his creations. Even the Sadiq, when he asks that someone should be punished, this act is not a good thing. So therefore, he did not end up cursing this guy. So we see that curses works. That's what I mean. It could work, but don't do it. A person should not avoid doing it. Cursing ends up having a... a, a person should never really ask that uh, someone should get punished. There's another Gemara that says that ask. never ask someone to get punished. It's not your business. Wow. You ask for yourself. At the time when the sun shines, at the time when the sun is shining and all the kings are putting their crowns on their heads, Right? All these kings, uh, they're bowing down to the sun. Hashem gets angry. If you have so much ga'ava, you guys have so much ga'ava, you're still ready to bow to the sun? Right? That's when Hashem gets very angry. Okay? Another statement. If a person has a push to do Teshuvah in his heart, that is better. You tell him, than hitting him a hundred times, which is similar to what we were saying before, that you don't want to hurt other people. Even if he gets Malkut, it doesn't have a chance of fixing him even more than one thought in his heart. Shnei it says in the Pasuk, Viratva et ma'abeha. And she will run after those, she will run after her lovers, those who are with her. The Amaran shall say, But then after she runs after her lovers, she goes back and says, I want to go back to my first husband, because it was better for me then than it is now. Which means that she has regret for going to Averot. Person, the, the, it's a mashal here, where the lovers are those who are she's sinning with, and her original husband is going back to Akash So, if you let a person do what he's doing wrong, often he'll end up coming back and say, uh, I want to go back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, one change of thought in your heart is better than a hundred times you're hitting him. 
Shneimad, Tachat Ge'arav Mevin, instead of yelling at one who understands, Mehakot Kisil Me'ah, is better than hitting a fool a hundred times. There were three things that Moshe asked for in front of Hashem. And he gave all three things to him. We are now, I'm sorry, we are now right in the middle of the wide lines on Davzayin Amud Aleph. The last word on the line is HaKadosh Baruch one, one more time. There were three things that Moshe asked from Hashem. And he gave it to him. Number one, he gave it to him. Okay. He asked that the Shekhinah should not rest on the Goyim. And we, me and my nation, Will be different than everyone else. That it's not a curse. It's not a curse. Good, good question. But it's not a curse. We're just saying that we should be the only ones exclusive with Hashem's thing. It's not a curse. Okay. And and he wanted to be informed of Hashem's ways. Hashem gave him all. Please teach me your ways. In what way did he ask to learn Hashem's ways? Amal lefanav, he said in front of him, Ribbon Oshel Olam, master of the universe. Why is there a sadiq and things are good for him? V'yesh sadiq v'ra'lo, and there are some sadikim, lo aleinu v'ra'lo. Yesh rasha' v'tovlo, sometimes there's a rasha' and things are good for him. V'yesh rasha' v'ra'lo. Amal lo, Hashem said back, Moshe, Sadiq Vitovlo. When is a Sadiq Vitovlo? Sadiq bin Sadiq. Sadiq Viralo. Sadiq bin Rasha. Rasha Vitovlo. Rasha bin Sadiq. Rasha Viralo. Rasha bin Rasha. That's the answer according to one. We're going to see a different understanding of this in a second. Okay? Says the Gemara at the two dots. Amon Mor, we said before, Sadiq Vitovlo, Sadiq Ben Sadiq, Sadiq Vilalo, Sadiq Ben Rasha. Is that true? Any? Vaktiv, doesn't it say in the Vasuk, Pokel Avon Avot Albanim? Right? You, 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 you take back or you get payment for the sins of a father by taking, taking punishment from children. Vaktiv, the other Pasuk says, Ubanim lo yimutu alavot. Next one says that children do not die on the sins of their fathers. We ask a contradiction of the two Pesukim. And we answer, it's not a question. One is when they still, when the sons are still doing the actions of their fathers. And one when they're not doing their father's actions. So therefore, we see over here, that whether or not they get punished is whether or not they're doing their actions. And therefore, we know that a good a sadiq, ben rasha, should not get troubled. Why are we saying sadiq virado? 
is Sadiq ben Rasha. Till now we said a Sadiq viralo, Sadiq ben Rasha. But here we see in the contradiction of these pesukim that a Sadiq that a Rasha whose son doesn't follow in his path does not get punished. So make it up. How can it be Sadiq viralo in Sadiq ben Rasha? If we see that a tzaddik or someone who's not following his father's path doesn't get punished for his father's obeys. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why do they call him tzaddik? Because he... He's not following the ways. Exactly. Good. Good. So why do you have to forget punishment? Right. 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 Because right. the Gemara says he don't. You don't. The, the one, one, don't. Sa- one says he don't and the other one says that tzaddik ben is like it. Make it up. We have, we have a question. Why? Why it says over here that the Takarosh Baruch Hu Anah Moshe? Right, exactly. Rather change what he said. Forget that Sadiq and Sadiq. Sadiq Vitovlo is Sadiq Gamur, complete Sadiq. Sadiq Viralo, Sadiq Sheeno Gamur. Rasha Vitovlo, Rasha Sheeno Gamur. Rasha Viralo. Sent to his father. Yeah. Rasha Gamur. So if he's, Rasha, if he's a Rasha who still has some good deeds, he'll be a Rasha Vitovlo. If he's a Sadiq who is complete Sadiq, he'll be a Rasha Vitovlo. And if he's a Sadiq with still some bad things, it'll be bad for him so they get rid of his Averot. Mm-hmm. Okay? This whole thing is against the Bimir. Why? So meaning that King is Averot, the Bralo is just. Temporary. Correct. Now, this whole thing that Moshe asked for uh, for this, for, for clarity on why Tzadik Viralo, I'm sorry, that Moshe asked for three things and he got all three, is a machloket because Ramea holds that he asked for three things and he only got two out of three. We said he got all three things. According to Ramea, he asked for those three things but he only got two. Okay? Damar Bimir, Shtaim, not nulo. Ve'achad lo not nulo. Shnei mar. Ve'chanoti et asherachon. Avi she'en hagon. So I'll be nice to you even if you don't worth it. Ve'chamti et asherachem. I'll be mercy on whoever I mercy. Avi she'en hagon. Even though he's not, even though the, the request you don't deserve, I'll give it to you. So twice it says that I'll give it to you. You don't deserve it. Ve'yomar lo tuchal lo tmanai. But then it says you will not see my face. Which means indicates that the third thing, seeing Hashem's face, he didn't get. So the first two requests, Hashem says, and I'll give I'll give it to you. You don't deserve. It, I'll give you the first thing. The second thing you don't deserve, I'll give you that too. But then it's the Oh, we won't see my face. That you don't deserve. I'm not giving you. Seeing Hashem's face, Moshe didn't get. Why not? This is what Hashem told Moshe. Kishinatsiti, when I wanted to show you my face, Lorazita, you didn't want to see. Because it says, when Hashem came to Moshe by the burning bush, it says that Moshe turned his face away. So Hashem, I offered you to see my face, and you didn't want. Now that you want, and you don't say, I don't want. That's why it says, So this is the third, this was the third request. So therefore, Reb Meir disagrees and says, no, he didn't get all three. He got two out of three. It doesn't say the pasuk over here, but the pasuk says, You're going to see it in a second. 
And that itself is an argument of Rishwa Barachmani, Amr Biochan, Dabar Rishwa Barachani, Amr Biochan. Bishah Shalosh, Zachal Shalosh. According to the, the reason why this rabbi is arguing with the next rabbi is because this rabbi, according to what we said in the mayor, Hashem was angry that Moshe didn't want to see his face. According to this next rabbi, Hashem was happy that Moshe turned his face away and he gave him reward for it. So that's why it's a contradiction of whether or not it's good or bad that Moshe Rabbeinu turned his face away in the next passage. You'll see the, the first one, what was good about it. Here's the passage that you wanted. Vayisater Moshe Panav. It says, in the zikhut that Moshe turned his face away at the burning bush, zachal klastal panim. That's how he was that his face shone. Okay? Bishad kiyareh. The reason, the fact that he was in the schar, the reward, that he was scared, the reason why he turned away, because he was scared, zachal yareh geshet elav. He was zocher that the Jews were scared to come close to him. When his face was shining, the pasuk says, the Jews were scared to come close to him. Bishad mehabit. In, this, in, the, in the reward of ge- not gazing, he was zocher, and he was able to see the image of Hashem. So this opinion, so to, to, to summarize, we have two different opinions. We, we, we quoted before that Moshe Rabbeinu got all three. Then we said Moshe Rabbeinu didn't get the third one in punishment for the fact that he didn't look at Hashem when he should have. And that was arguing with the next opinion, which says, no, Moshe got three different rewards for each detail of not looking at Hashem. Okay, so that's a, two different opinions over here. Says the Masuk, we continue with Masuk, four lines down from the bottom, four lines from the bottom, or five lines from the bottom. Vasiroti et kapai, viraiti et ahorai. Hashem says, you will see the back of my head. Amar Rechana Barbizana, Amar Shimon Chasida, when you saw Hashem's back, it means Hashem showed Moshe the knot of his tefillin. Could be, this knot of tefillin means, of course, we know, no one understands what this means, but perhaps we can have some understanding that Hashem's tefillin, we said the other day, is contains in it uh, verses that praise Kal Yisrael, Right? So the kesher tefillin is the knot that keeps the tefillin on the head. So it could be that he showed Moshe Rabbeinu something, perhaps it could be, that he showed Moshe Rabbeinu something, a, 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 a trick to keep the praises of Kal Yisrael on, on his head. How do he keep Hashem and in, in, uh, keep Kal Yisrael in the good graces of Hashem? By uh, the kesher tefillin. So that could be that's the that's the ahorai, the back of Hashem is a, a trick of how to keep the tefillin on the head. And Maybe. Can you please describe Moshe Rabbeinu, the ahorav of Hashem? Uh, <coughs> no. Not that I know. V'amar Rabbi Yochanan, Meshum Rabbi Yossi. Kol dibur v'dibur sh'yatsam v'yakadosh v'chul l'tova, afilo atenai lo chazat bo. Everything that Hashem says, when Hashem says a good thing, even if He says it conditionally, it happens, some anyway. some of it happens anyway. Minala, where do we know from Moshe Rabbeinu? Of course, when the Jews did the Egel, Hashem told Moshe, Leave me alone, and I'm going to destroy the Jews. And I'll make you a greater nation than them. The actual end of the Pasuk says, Right? So yes, Moshe, let me go. I'm going to destroy the Jews, and I'll make you a bigger nation. Now, even though Moshe 
ask for mercy for the Jews. Allah de Milta Ubatla and he destroyed and he destroyed that decree, so the Jews did not get destroyed. Even so, when Hashem mentions to him anyway that I'm gonna make you greater than them, it happened to Moshe's kids. There was more than 600,000 descendants of Eliezer, the son of Moshe. And the Jews had 600,000 people also. So we see that this got fulfilled. And then we have a Gzah Shava, which tells you that Moshe Rabbeinu, <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu's grandchildren anyway got great. It's similar to the fact that if anyone, if you have a great king, right now we're about to turn the page, the top of Chet, of Zayin Amud Bet. Okay? Just one interesting point, that uh, this idea that when Hashem says something, it even goes away. It, it happens no matter what. It's, a, it's, like a, it's like a concept of Melech Basar Badam. When you have Melech Basar Badam, part of the greatness of the king is that no matter what, if, you, if, if, if the king told you what, did the king tell you he was giving you the million dollars? Oh, we have to give you a million dollars. Now that, if, if, even if the king, even if, if they backtracked, something the king said, we want to make the word special. So Hashem's, Hashem's Malchut uh, in Shamayim mirrors the Malchut in this world. And it's only so much greater. And therefore, anytime Hashem promises something, even though the, the Gizirah got knocked out, if it's a good thing, it happens automatically because they make sure to fulfill Hashem's words no matter what happens. Amar Yochanan, Shimon Top of Zayim Amur Bet. Okay. Miyom Olam, Lo Haya Adam Adon. There was no one who called Hashem the Adon. Ad Sheba Abraham Vikarahu Adon. Till Abraham came and he called Hashem Adon. In this time, even though Abraham got punished later for saying but the fact that he called him Adon was a watershed event in the history of the world. Amar Rav, Av Daniel lo naana ela b'shvil Abraham Avinu. Even Daniel, when he prayed to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in Perek Tet that Hashem should save him from his enemies, he was only answered. In the Zechut of Abraham, how do we know? This is Daniel talking. Now listen, Hashem. Right? It doesn't say It should say for your sake. And why is it So Daniel evoked the remembrance of Abraham Avinu by calling Leman Adonai. And it's for the sake of Adonai, meaning for the sake of the one who called you. When, when you're talking to Hashem, Normally, the right way to talk is to say, Lemancha, for your sake. Why do you say, Leman Adonai? So we're hinting to over here that for, you're doing it for the sake of the one who called you Adonai. Who's the one who called Hashem? Who's the first one to call Hashem, Hashem Adonai? Abraham Avinu. We are now eight lines down on Zion Obet. Same rabbis. How do we know, similar to what we said before, that you don't get you don't try to calm someone down at a time when he's angry? 
Similar, as we said before. Excuse me. Another statement from the same rabbis. No one ever thanked Hashem properly except for Leah. When Leah had Yehuda, her fourth child, she said, and she named her child Yehuda. That was a tremendous act of thanking Hashem. It's, a, it's an act where forever and ever you'll remember Yehuda, you're remembering thanking Hashem. Therefore, Le'ah is credited as being the first one to thank Hashem properly. Although perhaps people had thanked Hashem before that, maybe not with such greatness as naming a child that way. Says the Ruven. Now, once we're in the name of Yehuda, we spoke about the name of Yehuda. We're going to talk about the name of Reuven. What's the significance of the name of Reuven? They are also named Reuven. Look at the difference between my son and the son of my mother-in-law. Meaning, look at the difference between my son Reuven and the son of my mother-in-law, who's Esav. So now, Leah is a Nivi'ah. And when her son is born as a baby, she already knows what he's going to do in the future. And therefore, she's able to see his future deeds in Nivu'ah and say to herself, Wow! The difference between my son, when her, his brother gets him angry, and my brother-in-law, Esav, when, his, when my husband got him angry, is pretty different. Even though he willingly sold his Bechorah, what does it say? It says that he hated Yaakov. Did he stop me... He stopped me three times. He stopped me three times. Right? They called me Yaakov. Look, he stopped me. He didn't stop you. You sold it to him. And yet, he's blaming Yaakov. But my son, even the Yosef, against the will of Reuven, took away the Bechorah from Reuven, and he never sold it to him on purpose. It says in the Pasuk that they took away the Bechorah from Reuven. And Yosef was one of the Bechorah. Why is Yosef the Bechorah? Because Yosef got double portion. He got Menashe and Ephraim come from him. And every, in general, every Bechor always gets a double portion. So that double portion went to Yosef from Reuven. So you'd think that since Reuven didn't give it willingly, he should be even more upset than Esav was. Um, and not only wasn't he more upset, he wasn't upset at all. He was the least upset. He wasn't jealous of him. Reuven heard that they wanted to kill Yosef, and the one who saved him was Reuven. So the Az pointing out, not only wasn't he trying to kill him, like, like Esav was, he actually was the one who saved him, even though he didn't willingly give it up. Says uh, Ruth, when we talk about Ruth, my Ruth, Rabbi Yochanan says, David. The word root refers to David who's going to come out of root. And she was Zocher that came out of David, who it says that he, that he made, made, her, made Hashem full 
with his praises of Hashem. Minalan, how do we know this? The Shema Garim, that the name caused it. Amar Rabbi Elazar, Damakra Lechu, Chazum Mephalot Hashem, Shesham Shemot Pa'aretz, who placed names in the world. Atakli Shemot, El Shemut, rather than names. Don't read it, Shemot, Shemot would be devastations. Read it, Shemot, names. And therefore, Hashem caused the names to happen in the world. Therefore, Reuven caused, we're saying now that Reuven caused, the, the name Reuven caused Reuven to come out of it. The fact that Leah praised him, and could be the name Ruth caused David to come out of her. Okay. Another statement, same rabbis. It's worse to have someone bad come out of your house than, meaning one bad person in the house who comes from your family. Worse than the Melchemet Gog Magog, than the, the battles that will be in the future. Shnei A Mizmor David, when he ran away from Avshalom Beno. Yeah, Avshalom is David's child who rebelled against him and tried to kill him. Okay? Which is that Tabut Ba'am Toch Beto. It's a member thing. I mean, it's like a kid or... Yes. Or a kid or a wife or something. It says afterwards, Hashem Marabut Sarai. Hashem, how great are my tzarot. Rabim kamim alai. Many are coming against me. So David complained. He says, look how terrible all my things are in the time of Avshalom. But when it comes to Gog and Magog, it says, Why? Why? Why are the people gathers ulumim yegurik and the nations talk in vain? It doesn't say marabutzarai. When it comes to talking about gog magog, it says, "Oh, you're talking in vain. Things are not working." But it doesn't say how terrible are my things. But by Avshalom, it says how terrible they are. So you see that Avshalom is worse. Now the Gemara is saying once you mention the pasuk mizmor le David, we're asking a question. The word mizmor means a happy song. The word kina means a sad song. So I was asking, this is a funny thing, if he's running away from Avshalom, why is it saying Mizmor? It should say Kina. Let's see. Mizmor, Avshalom, ask the Gemara, Mizmor David, Kina David, it should have said Kina David. Rather, says the Gemara, Amar Bishamor ben Avshalom, Avishalom, not Avshalom, Avishalom, Mashal, what is this similar to? Adam alav shtarchov, a guy who has a loan document against him. Kodim Shabbat before he pays up the loan, Atsev, he's nervous. Le'achar Shabbat Samech, once he pays the loan, he's happy. Af Ken David, since Hashem told, told David, as a punishment for David's actions, Hashem says, you did this thing, I am going to bring on you evil from your own house. Hayat David Atsev, David was nervous. Maybe Hashem is going to make the evil come from my house by from a mamzed or an ayavid who will never have pity. He'll never have pity on me if anything goes wrong. Since he saw that it ended up being Avshalom, Sameach, he was happy because he assumed that Avshalom will have pity on him. Therefore, he assumed, we would have mercy on him? he assumed that if he ever falls into his hands, he'll have mercy on him. 
Right? Okay. Another statement from the same rabbis. You're allowed to fight against or to lagrot uh, means to um, show up the Rishayim in this world. You could fight with the Rishayim in this world and, and, and talk to them strongly. Shomre Torah will be able to contend with them, to talk to them. Tanya Nami, how can we have a bright like this? Also, Dostai Ben Mer, Ben Mertun Omer, Dostai Ben Mertun says, Mutalit Gorb Rashim Lamazesh, Neymar Ozvet Torah Yahalurasha. Same Pasuk. Vigomer. First one line is Vigomer. We are halfway now, halfway through the fat lines. First one line, Vigomer. Pim Lachshich Adam Lawad. And if a guy whispers to you and tells you, doesn't it say you're not supposed to uh, be jealous of those who do sins or start up with them? The only one who says this is the guy who's worried about his own Averot. He tells you don't start up with the, with the evil person because he has his own Averot. When it says, when it says, when it says, don't compete with the with with the wicked people. It means to be like them. And when it says don't be jealous, don't be jealous to be like them. But you're allowed to. Don't be jealous of of people who sin. Only fear Hashem all day. But no, you're allowed. It's no, there's no problem with you uh, verbally starting up with the shaim. The Mar says, any is that true? You could start with wicked people. If you see a wicked person who's having a good fortune, mazal is good for the guy, don't start up with him. So it sounds like, don't start up with him. It sounds like over here from Yitzchak's statement that you cannot start up with a with Asha who Hashem seems to be giving blessing him. Don't start up with him. We said before that it's okay. Now it sounds like you can't. How do you know? Shinei says, his ways are always successful. When you go to judgment against him, he'll win. The, the, the evil guy will win. Your judgments are very far from us, which means we don't understand why Hashem makes them win. He'll be able to watch the, the, the Rasha, who's doing the wrong thing, will be able to watch his enemies fall. All his enemies... He blows at them. He'll blow at them and they fall away. So it sounds like you shouldn't start up with them. So why do we say before you can? The Gemara is answering. Lo kasha, not a question. Hav mili dideh, hav mili dishmaya. When it says that you're allowed to start up with him, that's when he's doing things against Hashem. When he's saying things against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can start up with him then, because that's there you're standing up for Hashem. But in personal things, that's when you're not supposed to start up with him. If you see a rasha, Who's in personal things? Hashem is always with him. That's where you're not allowed to start up with him. So again, we had a contradiction of one saying that you can start up, one saying that you can't, and we answer the contradiction by saying one's personal and one's Hashem's. We have another answer now to the contradiction. Says the Gemara, If I want, I'll tell you the following: Really, they're both talking about heavenly things. 
ולא קשה. הבלשה שהשעה משחק לו. Once talking about Rasha, when we said that you shouldn't start up with him, that's a Rasha who you see that Hashem is, is smiling on him. If it's a Rasha that Hashem is smiling on him, that guy you shouldn't, you shouldn't mess around with. Habasha, and one talking about Rasha, she'en Hashem saying, if you see a Rasha who thinks they're going down, jump on the bandwagon and get him down further. That's the second answer. Third answer, Ibai Tema, third answer. They're both talking about a Rasha. Who having good to, who's Hashem is helping helping him. And still one you can, one you can't. Why? Look, Asha. It depends what look at you, look at you yourself. If you want to start up with him, make sure you're a Sadiq Amur. If you're a Sadiq Amur, you could start right up with it, Asha, no, without any fear of anything. But if you're a Sadiq Shainu Gamur, keep your mouth, keep your mouth shut. How do we know? Why should evildoers shuf, tahrish, and be quiet? Well, as a rasha could swallow one who's more righteous than him, right? What, the pasuk is mentioning that a rasha can swallow someone who's more sadiq than him. Says Will Hashem let a rasha swallow sadiq? Hashem won't leave a sadiq in his hand. No, no terrible things will happen to a tzaddik. Ela tzaddik menu Rather, what it means is that who could the rasha swallow? Someone who's more tzaddik than him. But that means he's not a tzaddik amur. He's only more than the rasha. But if he was tzaddik amur, you're right. Tzaddik amur is he able. To, he can, the rasha will never be able to touch him. But if you're not a tzaddik amur, it's not a good idea, according to this answer, to start up with rishayim. Ibait Ema, answer number four. We should really write all four answers down. Ibait Ema, answer number four. Sha'a misacheket lo shani. Really, we could say that when, a per, when, when the guy is successful, that's the difference. Okay. We gotta get moving. Uh, I, I think we'll stop over here. Okay, we'll give two minute review. Okay, we're on, we're right. We're ending. Um, sorry, we're ending six lines from the bottom of the Zion Omavet. Let's do a quick review now, if we can. Thank you, Kobe. Number one, we said that if someone greets you, you always have to say shalom and don't don't and don't chas shalom, don't answer him. And we say, how do we know Hashem prays? Because it says, uh, we, 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 we went through that Hashem prays, and we said what Hashem prays, and we said what Hashem says. We said the story of Hashem sitting in Kodesh Kodeshim and getting blessed. And this, this came to teach us, do everyone remember what it came to teach us? It came to teach us that you should not ignore the beracha of a regular person. Uh you have to stay calm during anger. Don't try to calm a person when he's angry. We mentioned that Hashem gets angry every day. We mentioned that Bilam knew when Hashem was angry, right? And we figured out when Hashem gets angry, how you could tell nowadays, and that you and that you shouldn't 
and the, the rabbi tried to do it and he fell asleep and we realized that a person should not do it, should not try to do that to other people, right? And we said that one thought of teshuvah is greater than a punishment. We mentioned also the three things that Moshe asked from Hashem. He asked that the Jews always have the Shekhinah, the Goyim shouldn't have the Shekhinah, and we should know Hashem's ways. According to one opinion, that the Jews got, that Moshe was answered correctly on all three. According to the other opinion, only two out of three, but Hashem did not show him his ways because Moshe declined looking at Hashem earlier. Others say that no, Moshe got rewarded three times for not looking at Hashem. Then we said, uh, what, what, how come uh, good things happen to Sadiqim and bad things happen? That this is part, this is, this came in over here because one of the things Moshe asked for was to know Hashem's ways. According to we, according to the way that the answer that he understood, Hashem he was asking Hashem what is that, why does Sadiq get good things? So we have one answer that Sadiq Ben Rashad gets good, but that we knocked out. So we ended up saying that Sadiq Gamur gets is good, and Sadiq Gamur does not. Then we saw that if something happens, Hashem promised something, even on a condition, it still happens, because Moshe Rabbeinu's grandchildren were so many, there was over 600,000 more than the Jews. Then we said that Abraham is the first one to call Hashem master, and that later Daniel got answered because of that. And then we said that Leah is the first one that thanks him properly by Yehuda. We said that Reuven is different than Esav, because Reuven actually helped the person, took stuff away from him unwillingly, whereas Esav willingly gave it away and then then got angry at, at Yaakov and then we said that having a bad child is worse than uh, the war of Gog and Magog and then we, once we mentioned the bad child of Avshalom we started talking about Avshalom and how David said Mizmor because he's happy that it was his son and he thought he'd have mercy we mentioned that you're that you're, you're allowed to fight the shame in this world and then we had a contradiction of whether you are allowed to fight or not, and we had four different answers of whether or not you're allowed to fight the Shaim in this world. Uh, and Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Amen.